It was a three-run game on Wednesday, but it, it was a tough watch. Uh, newcomer Tuki Toussaint might have been the most enjoyable aspect of this 6-3 loss, but Andrew Vaughn did hit another home run. Uh, Michael Kopech left after only four innings, and the White Sox had only four hits. Sox have an off day to flush it and get ready for the Boston Red Sox. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available at all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Socks. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore a GGTV Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago White Sox take on the Boston Red Sox on Friday. Lucas Giolito is on the mound to catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox, uh, 32 and 44, uh, five and a half games back in the ever forgiving AL Central. Our Chicago White Sox uh, lost the game and series, fell to the Rangers 6 3 on Wednesday night on the South Side. Uh, the Sox lost to a pitcher that they had their way with uh, last season. Uh, It was only a a three-run game, but, man, it felt like the gap was wider. Uh, Kopech, uh, he left after uh, the fourth inning. He only had 86 pitches on his arm. As I record, I have not heard if there was any, uh, you know, health issue for that reason, but I thought uh, for sure he would go a little bit longer in the game. Uh, Sacks offense, uh, they just had four hits. Uh, It was Honestly, a tough game to watch, but you know that. Uh, Sox have lost four series in a row. Uh, full details uh, later on in the episode. So, Ozzy Gian, uh, he is, uh, you know, he is everywhere. Uh, he is on NBC Sports Chicago. He will pop up on different podcasts. Uh, and he also uh, spends time on the uh, Moline Haw show on 670 The Score. He was visiting the show Uh, on Wednesday, and he had some things to say as usual. I think it's way harder for Rick Hahn and the White Sox because they don't know what to do right now. Uh, Ozzie Guillen said on the Mully and Haw show on Wednesday morning, 
Uh, they don't know. They know they have a chance, and they know it's a good chance to win this division. This division is pathetic. This division is horrible. This division is embarrassing to the game. Uh, Ozzy Guillen is not going away anytime soon. Um, he, I find him very enjoyable on the NBC Sports Chicago pre and post. Uh, you know, he he tells it like it is. Uh, you know, he really does. And I think the question is, you know, if he's not going to go away, you know, and we're going to keep hearing from Ozzy Guillen, and there's always going to be that that thing of, well, should Ozzy put the jersey back on and get in the dugout? I thought it was going to happen. I really thought it was going to happen uh, this past fall uh, when it got when it sounded like he had, you know, a second interview and maybe a decision was already made and they were still just giving him an interview. Uh, but if you were going to go with a guy that knew the White Sox pretty well, has been watching this White Sox team uh, and might be able to bring a lot to the table. Uh, and, you know, on how to fix some things, perhaps has uh, got managerial experience, has got success. Uh, it's been a while, but it's still on the resume. Uh, I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to give Ozzy the job. Uh, and at this point, you know, my thing is, you know, at least make it fun to watch. I, I wish you could bring Ozzy Guillen in to just manage like three series or something. Get the team maybe, you know, a kickstart, uh, get them going. And then and then you could put Pedro Grafol back in. I, I, I don't think that works like that. It'll never work like that, actually. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just I, there, I need a spark. I need something from this team. And, and you know Ozzy would do it. And boy, maybe they'll still lose, but it will be must watch in my mind. I mean, his uh, post-game interviews, he will be calling people out left and right. I don't know if these types of players can handle it. You know, that's the question. I, I don't know uh, if these players in 2023 can handle uh, can handle what uh, how Ozzy did it uh, way back when, uh, when he was a manager for the White Sox. So, uh, again, interesting stuff from Guillen, but yeah, he's right. I mean, the division is pathetic. It's horrible. Uh, it, you know, an, an embarrassment for sure. And uh, this is what Han had to say recently uh, on the division. Uh, if we are able to turn this thing around and get ourselves in a position to win this division, given that we are currently 12 games under 500, we are obviously to be playing pretty a damn good baseball through the final two, three months of the season, which would give us reason to believe postseason performance could be better, Han said. Making the playoffs is important, uh, but the goals are loftier than that. We'll be judged only with what happens as we get much closer to August 1st uh, than we are now. So, if the powers that be, uh, White Sox front office, Jerry, the brain trust of Kenny, Jerry, and Rick, if they do not believe the White Sox can advance, uh, let's say, out of the first round and be a force in October, are the White Sox uh, going to be sellers no matter where they're at uh, in the division? You know, is that something that this front office will be wrestling with? Yeah, well, maybe we can win a very bad division, but what does that really say about our ball club? If we don't think we can do much uh, in August, in October and make a noise and make noise in the playoffs, well, then maybe we really need to get something 
uh, for some of these guys that are just going to walk after this year. Maybe we just can't pass up uh, some of the deals uh, that contenders are going to throw our way uh, for some of the talent that we have right now on this roster. So uh, I, again, yeah, it, I think this is going to play out, you know, for, for several weeks, uh, but when, when do you say, you know what, enough is enough, you know, like we're just going to pull this deal. Is there a number a, a specific games back? Uh, you know, is it a, the type of package that another team will come to the white sacks with, uh, you know, they, they, again, Gans, again, said it perfectly. Uh, he does not, envy uh, Rick Hahn and the job that he has to do right now. Uh, this was Daryl Van Scoven from the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, uh, he sent this out uh, via Twitter before the game on Wednesday. Yoan Mankata's return from back soreness, uh, having the feel of post-All-Star break. Uh, Mankata playing light catch but not hitting it. It could be 10 days. It could be two weeks. I don't have an answer, Pedro Grafol said. Uh, and Van Scoven wrote, uh, two weeks takes it four days before the break. So uh, why not just keep him uh, on the shelf throughout the entire All-Star break? So now we're looking at uh, definitely mid-July uh, when we maybe, maybe we'll see Yoan Mankata back. Uh, in a White Sox uniform. Uh, Scott Greger of the Daily Herald had this uh, prior to the game. Uh, he can hit uh, and run, but throwing still a problem for shortstop Tim Anderson. Not starting uh, on Wednesday, questionable for Friday uh, after Thursday's schedule break. So it's been a while since we saw Tim Anderson in the starting rotation. They've decided uh, it just doesn't look like they're going to be giving him an IL stint. Uh, so this whole, you know, we're just going to keep him around and see if he can uh, heal himself uh, while on the ball club on the team. And uh, he did pinch hit the other night. It was a ground out, uh, which is no surprise. So uh, we'll see what we get from maybe Tim Anderson this weekend against Boston. Uh, this was Grafol on Popeye Rodriguez starting. I uh, haven't seen it yet, and this is his take on Rodriguez starting. Not right now, I don't think. Uh, I think what we did yesterday uh, on Tuesday was more or less what he's going to do, which was pinch run. Uh, I'm going to give every opportunity to Remillard. I like the way he plays the game. I like what he brings to the table. I like the way he runs the bases. He's consistent. He bunts. He can hit and run. He does the little things I feel are necessary for us to take that next step. Who would have ever thought in the year 2023, Zach Remillard would be the key for the White Sox to take that next step. Uh, prior to the game, uh, right-handed pitcher Tukey Toussaint uh, added to the active roster. Uh, Nicholas Padilla optioned to AAA Charlotte Toussaint. Uh, who has claimed off waivers from the Guardians on Sunday, went 2-1 and one with a 4.06 ERA, uh, a 206 opponent's batting average, and 48 strikeouts over 37 and two-thirds innings in 20 games. Uh, had one start with Triple A Columbus this season. Uh, he also made one start for the Guardians on Friday at Arizona, allowing two runs and three hits with five walks and two strikeouts over three and two-thirds innings in a losing effort. He can spot start. He can give us length out of the pen. He can go short. Uh, so he gives us some versatility to what we're looking for, uh, Grafol said. And boy, 
Tukey Toussaint saw plenty of action on Wednesday, and he was impressive. Uh, Sacks had no real answers for another a left-handed starter, though. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, bird Dogs make you look good. Uh, bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to uh, fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but uh, fit better. Uh, they fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement uh, bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long uh, go to birddogs.com slash lockdown mlb for a free a yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash lockdown mlb for a free yeti style tumbler uh, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. Uh, we promise you. Chicago White Sox face off against the Boston Red Sox on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Southsiders fell to the Rangers 6-3 in the series finale. Uh, Texas threw left-handed pitcher Martin Perez, and Perez had a start against the Sox last season. Uh, he went five innings, gave up 12 hits, seven runs. Six of them were earned, a couple walks, and had four strikeouts. Uh, again, remember the days when the White Sox just absolutely mashed left-handed starting pitching? Uh, that's been, it feels like that was so many years ago. Uh, Yasmani Grandal was scratched. It was a late scratch from Wednesday's game with right knee soreness. Uh, he is day-to-day. -day. You hate to hear that about his knees. Uh, top of first, uh, a two-out walk to low issued by Kopech. Uh, then Garcia went to the warning track, but it was just a nice, efficient 17-pitch inning uh, for Kopech. Uh, bottom of first, White Sox scored early, two-out base hit by Luis Robert Jr., followed up by a two-strike, two-out double by Aloy Jimenez down the right field line, one nothing Sox. Uh, top of second, Kopech did a nice job battling back from a 3-0 hole, struck out Young uh, on a high fastball, sitting 96 miles per hour with that fastball. A quick inning right after the Sox score, always a good feeling. Uh, Sox did nothing in the bottom of the second. They were pretty quiet after that busy first inning. Uh, top of third, Kopech struck out three in the inning, uh, but Texas was tough to put away. Two out hit by Simeon, uh, walked Seeger on four pitches, wasn't even close with a few of them, uh, and then low. Smashed one to left field in and out of Benatendi's glove. Uh, Texas got on the board, game tied at one. Rangers, man, they can hit, uh, and they can hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, bottom of third, Perez, uh, he was settling in. Sox went down quietly. Ground ball theater. Uh, not a lot of rest for Kopech either after he had a long top of the third. Uh, so in the top of the fourth, Duran was down in the count, 0-2, and Kopech hung a slider. It was mashed for a two-run home run, a 3-1 Texas. 
76 pitches, and Kopech was not out of the fourth yet, uh, issued his third walk. Uh, Kopech looked like he lost his release of the slider and could not spot that fastball. When he can't spot the fastball, it is flying uh, on the outside, especially to a right-handed hitter. Uh, 85 pitches, uh, I think it was 86, actually, 86 pitches after four, uh, and he was done. Uh, bottom of four, Sox sitting on those two hits from the first inning. Uh, Aloy walked, and Berger, Berger swung at the first pitch he saw and popped up to first base. I mean, Sox are down. You, you just saw what uh, you know Perez did to Aloy. See a pitch. Take a pitch. Wait for something that is absolutely what you want. Uh, another Sox ground out. And look, I got the feeling that, you know, the Sox just used all their magic on Tuesday night. Uh, top of five. Again, Kopech did not come out for the fifth. It was Jimmy Lambert. Uh, he got himself into a jam first and third with one out. Uh, Jonah Heim, a no doubter three run home run. Heim hit a 2-2 middle-middle fastball. It was 6-1 Rangers at this point. Uh, bottom five sacks with just two hits through the fifth. Uh, here come, In the sixth inning, here comes Toussaint into the game, and he looked really good. A lot of life on his pitches, uh, a lot of action with that arm, a lot of movement. Uh, bottom of six, Andrew Vaughn led off with a home run to left field, 6-2 White Sox. Uh, bottom seven, Sox hit runners at the corners with one out, a sack fly by Zavala, 6-3 uh, Rangers. Uh, that was it, though, in the inning. Top of eight, uh, Tuki Toussaint, another scoreless inning. Uh, bottom eight, ground balls and double plays all over the place from our White Sox. Sox had 13 ground outs in the game. Uh, ninth inning, uh, Tuki Toussaint was back out there again. Again, one of the uh, few bright spots, uh, enjoyable things I would say about Wednesday's game was seeing this guy come in and what we might be able to get out of him uh, you know, down the stretch here uh, through the All-Star break. Uh, bottom of nine, uh, you know, if you took your t uh, eyes off the TV for too long, uh, you'd miss the nothingness that the Sox accomplished in the bottom of the ninth game over. Uh, final line here for Kopech, uh, a bizarre line. Uh, I, maybe there's some more information we'll get, uh, you know, Thursday on, on what happened there with Kopech. But four innings, just four innings, four hits, uh, three earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. His ERA now 4.06. He threw 86 pitches. Uh, again, I gave you the quote uh, in the in the last Lockdown Sox episode. He went four and a third his previous start against the Mariners, and he was not happy about it. Uh, he also had six walks in that outing. He knew he needed to go longer in the game. So this one, uh, this start was last four innings on Wednesday night. Uh, bizarre. Uh, Lambert, uh, he was a one-inning guy, three hits, three earned runs, a walk, and a strikeout. Uh, Tuki Toussaint, uh, wow, what what a night. Uh, four innings, zero hits, zero runs, couple of walks, and four strikeouts. Uh, White Sox offense, three runs, four hits, uh, a couple of doubles, and a home run from Vaughn. Sacks were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Uh, Berger was 0 for 4. Last seven games for Jake Berger, slashing 111, 
172, 259, 12 strikeouts, just three hits. Uh, he is ice cold as of late. Uh, more rumors attached to Lucas Giolito as a potential trade chip. A few teams emerge as a possible landing spot. Uh, more on that in a moment. So there was an article on uh, MLB.com by Mark Feinsand, uh, 10 trade chips and where they might land. And uh, Lucas Giolito, to uh, no surprise in my mind, uh, was one of the 10 players mentioned. And this was San, uh, uh, Feinsand's write-up. Uh, Giolito has pitched to a, a 3.14 ERA and nine starts since the beginning of May, including a 1.50 ERA in his last three June outings, but the White Sox came into the week 11 games under 500. Uh, they will have some difficult decisions to make. For instance, do they trade controllable arms such as Dylan Cease or Michael Kopech? Uh, Giolito will be a free agent at the end of the season, making it a near certainty that he will be wearing a new uniform by August. And potential fits... Uh, Houston Astros, L.A. Dodgers, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, the Phillies have been named in rumors for a long time. I remember uh, on this podcast back in the offseason, uh, shortly before spring training started, uh, there was an article out of Philadelphia, uh, pr uh, predictions being made. Maybe it was just a national article, uh, but Philly it was centered on Philly and what they could potentially be doing uh, they're short on arms. They had some offense. What could possibly happen? And Lucas Giolito's name popped up uh, in this pre-spring training article about he might be dealt uh, to a team like the Phillies that need arms uh, down the stretch. Uh, here's how Tim Kelly uh, from Phillies Nation envisioned it in a recent article. Uh, adding Giolito into rotation with Zach Wheeler, uh, Tawan Walker, Ranger Suarez and Aaron Nola, especially if Nola turns uh, his own contract year around, is certainly intriguing. It would be especially interesting if the Phillies believe they can get Giolito back to pitching like he did between 2019 and 2021 when he looked like a pitcher uh, who would get 150 plus million when he eventually hit free agency. Uh, Giolito could also be insurance for Nola this offseason should the Phillies not reach a long-term deal with, this lo with their longest tenured arm. Uh, again, what do the Philadelphia Phillies have in their system? Uh, could it be a good fit for the Sox? Uh, the Dodgers would be a homecoming of sorts for Giolito, uh, born and raised out there in California. We will see Lucas Giolito on the hill on Friday uh, when the Red Sox come to town. Again, Red Sox, maybe three or four games over 500, but uh, uh, seller of the AL East. And, and that's really how difficult the AL East is. So it doesn't get any easier for our Chicago White Sox uh, when the Red Sox come to town. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, any questions, comments you have, 
for a future mailbag episode, get them in the lockdown socks at gmail.com. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Red Sox on Friday at 35th and Shields. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, every day. Hey, everydayers, you know who you are, and I do appreciate that. On the next episode, I will try to make sense of what we've seen from our White Sox and get to some mailbag questions. What do you want the White Sox to do as this trade deadline starts uh, getting ever so close? Uh, Try and go for it, win the AL Central, stand pat, or maybe sell off. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.